Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ask the CEO with Abraham Gatile. Today, I'd like to introduce a very special guest. He's an entrepreneur at heart and a former combat soldier who served his country as part of an elite undercover commando unit. He's the founder and CEO of New York-based Kickspace, a global booking platform for shared office space where he's built the Airbnb of offices, a disruptive new solution for busy entrepreneurs around the world. Prior to starting Pickspace, he was the founder and president of IESC, the International Student Entrepreneurship Community, where he gathered students from places such as MIT, NYU, Columbia, BU, and Princeton, to name a few. He's extremely passionate about his work, which is devoted to a single purpose, to inspire and improve the way communities around the world collaborate in workspaces. It's my pleasure to introduce Maurer Cohn. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you for the warm words. Yeah, I'm so excited to be speaking to you. Airbnb is a model that many entrepreneurs strive to emulate, and it looks like you nailed it with Pickspace. So tell us a little bit about the market you serve and the solution you developed for them. So I wanted to tell you something interesting. In the beginning, we thought we're going on a, it's actually booking.com for uh, offices and not only Airbnb because Airbnb goes to the regular market, to the home places, to people like the regular people. We go to the hotels, to the co-working spaces. Co-working spaces offering to people and companies and they offer them office with furniture, with internet, Wi-Fi, coffee, everything you need, you have in co-working space. So you don't need to come with anything uh, except with your laptop and your set. You want to stop uh, using the office, you just tell them 30 days before and you're, you, you can go. So we thought about gathering all those co-working spaces into one place so people can choose from the place they want by the hour, day, month, or year. But we understand, we understood something. We understood that people are not booking uh, the office for uh, like more than a few months uh, in advance. If they book, they want to be there for one hour, two hours, one day, three days, one week. The same as going like in the hotel industry. Uh, but if they book for more than that, they want to come, they want to see who their neighbors, what the dynamic of the, of the space, who, are, who is going to be their community, and, and who is going to be the CEO of the space. So they want to know the terms and everything uh, from the space itself. That's why we developed our next uh, product, which is Pickspace Plus, uh, which is a co-working space software management that help co-working spaces to be, a, first of all, profitable. Because after we spoke and see so many co-working spaces on our platform trying to get more leads, uh, we understood that those co-working spaces has few main problems. One. Only 25% of them are profitable. So it means that to be a co-working space today, they need to give a lot to the community. And it's 
very hard for them to to balance the 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 the, the expand the expand and balance the uh, the outcome. So they need to be much more uh, smart and understand their market in order to be profitable. So our our software first it it came to solve this problem to make co-working spaces profitable so more people can use it so more co-working spaces will open and we encourage this industry and this is a, this is what we do with our pl platform connecting people communities technology and real estate what i love about what you're saying is that it's almost like a try it before you buy it kind of a scenario where like you said, people are a little bit uh, wary about who they're going to be spending their time with, especially in a co-working space. It's an open area. And as a busy entrepreneur, you want to make sure you have a place to go to where you can focus on your work. And I can certainly relate to that myself, uh, being a busy entrepreneur. So take me, through, um, take me through a day in the life of a consumer of a pick space uh, uh, client co-working facility. So we have two two kind of clients in uh, in our pixpace.com marketplace product. The clients are the co-working spaces who look for demand, and the demand who look for the demand the members, the uh, self-employees or the startup companies or bigger companies that looking for a space uh, without all the uh, the mess. They want just to take a place book it uh, month by month flexibility and this is how they want it to be so people uh, who are uh, independent uh, contractors self-employed uh, freelancers for them it's much easier to take a court in space to take a desk or an office uh, in a place uh, like a co-working space get whatever they need Sometimes they, they get in, inside the co-working space also clients. So it's better for them. Instead of sitting in a coffee shop paying for your coffee and another one and feeling bad that you're not paying enough. Uh, in co-working space, you can drink as much as you want. You can sit, uh, uh, come, work, and no one is kicking you out. And this is the people. This is the people. The people who wants to be in an environment of work, but with other people with uh, uh, resources like commune resources like kitchen, uh, telephone booth, uh, scooters, pools. There is many kind of co-working spaces, some with uh, gyms, some with uh, the with, uh, event space or a lounge area or even sleeping uh, rooms. So it's uh, uh, very nice to see how the industry uh, grows and bring more and more a colorful, colorful co-working space to the industry. I've been myself in more than a, a 500 locations, and and we have thousands of co-working spaces on our platform from 35 different countries. Um, but I I do like I I like both of my products, of course. But I do like to see how people use. Uh, in the plat the Pixpace Plus platform, uh, that it helps them to book meeting rooms, help them to pay the rent, help them to get their deliveries, 
if it's a post, if it's a, anything that comes through the front desk, they can just get a message, get a notification on their app from the community manager. Boom, they come, they get it, they go. And, and we like to help to connect the people. They can look, uh, look up for a lawyer, they can look up for a marketing guy, and they see all the members from all the locations in one snapshot, and, and that's uh, what makes people come together. And this is why we like, uh, like to do what we do, to connect people, to bring them together, to encourage the co-working space industry uh, more and more. That's really nice. And also not to mention uh, co-working space is a very classy way or a very classy place to bring clients for meetings. Exactly. If you go, you need to do a meeting and you don't have a place you can go. Of course, you can go to a coffee shop or to a restaurant, but I think uh, people uh, do it less and less. They want to give something else. They want to they speak with someone freely. So myself, I'm right now in a co-working space, a beautiful co-working space, and, uh, and you have something else in it, you know? You know, the, the color, some, like someone comes and paints the, the, the walls and, you know, it gives, gives life to the space you, you've been in. And, uh, and I think it makes a difference, you know, when you have a, 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 a meeting with a different color to it with a, so you can speak and the other can hear you. And I think it makes uh, the difference. For sure, the environment is definitely a part of it. Where are you sitting uh, out of? I so, see there are a lot of books. Yeah. You, so you need to find a co-working space, I think. Maybe you should go to Pickspace. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm going to check that out, see if there's a space uh, in the area. There so, is, for sure. There is more than 350 co-working spaces in New York. And I think there is also some in uh, Muncie. If there is a space in Muncie, now you're, now you're definitely on the map. <laughs> Muncie is this little, little. Well, I wouldn't call it a hick town, but this uh, almost um, invisible town, uh, a little bit northwest of New York City, uh, very popular among the Jewish community. Uh, but that wouldn't be nice if there is a space over here. So we'll have to check that out. So Maor, uh, now with uh, smart homes, smart cities, and smart infrastructure being popular buzzwords nowadays, certainly you're also making use of this technology. So how does IoT and artificial intelligence play a role uh, in the profitability of a 21st century business in the real estate industry? Actually, it's uh, funny that you're asking that because uh, this is exactly what we're working on. Uh, we see it on the, like the next step of the industry. The way I uh, imagine the industry and the way it goes, we're looking at personalization of the space. Today, you can see people coming into the space, put their headphones, a bubble around them, and that's it. You don't see them anymore. Uh, they are there, but they are in their own space, and, and they want to be only in their own space, even if there is like many people around them. Until today, we were in a community world. Today, we're starting to see more and more uh, apps, more and more technology, more and more people 
want to to have the community, but also have their own personally uh, space. And we see it, and we think of thinking about it, and we started started to act in order to connect the IoT, the sensors, the walls, the real estate to create a personalization of the space. Think about it. You go into a room. What color do you like? Blue. What is your favorite color? Blue. You go into to a room in a co-working space. It's your room. Once you go in with your phone, the room, understand that a room is in the room and the color of the walls become blue. The picture of the wall uh, change to the picture you like. And the air conditioner temperature will be your preference. So uh, we see more and more people going into personalization. Uh, we are going to take the real estate technology to this stage. So people, when you go in some place, you can create your own environment. Think about Google Chrome. When you go to any computer in the room, uh, in the world, you're going to your computer. You just need to put your name and your password and you're in your world. And this is how we are going to create the personalization of the space and, spa and uh, building as a service. And we're going to connect those two with IoT and sensors so people can feel in their own space, in any space. And that's really where the market is headed, personalization. This is what I see. This is what I see, and this is what we plan. Uh, this was a great conversation around the consumer of uh, the co-working facility. Now, you mentioned earlier about how um, most of the uh, co-working spaces are not profitable and how you've helped the actual uh, owners uh, and, and the managers of the co-working space uh, become profitable. Can you talk a little bit about that point? Uh, yes, actually, it's, a, it's an interesting point. Uh, you know, everybody saw what WeWork did, and everybody sees WeWork, Regis, uh, Industrious, the yard, and they want to be like them. And people just go and open co-working space without thinking much and without planning it much and there is a lot of things that you need to take take into consideration before you open a co-working space for example the most important thing about opening a co-working space it's the deal of the space you need to get a good deal you need to get a, a good price for the for the real estate after you do this there is time that you need to fix the space in order to be inside of it and start to and marketing to your potential members. After you are in, actually three months before you open, you should start marketing. So people will come and you will have a list once you open. Because the most important thing in co-working space and in real estate is when you have a empty space, empty real estate, you want it, you want to fill it and to fill it as quick as possible. So the the game in co-working spaces are am i in 70 percent occupancy or not because once they go above 65 70 uh, percent 
occupancy, they starting to be profitable. And the first months are very hard, are very tough. So they're trying to fill the space, but they start to marketing from the first day it's open instead of start to market in it three months ago, three months before. And it's not the only problem that we help them to solve. The main problem is to understand how you should calculate the space. For example, you have one room. You have in this room one seat. For example, we take you, a room, you are sitting in the room. What is the occupancy of the room right now? Well, conventional wisdom would think it's 100%. Right. One, one desk, one seat, one room, you have 100%. But if the sales manager of the space came to a room and a room told, told him, tell him, you know what, I need 30% discount. And he gave him. So now a room sitting in the, in the same room with 100% of occupancy per desk, but with 70% occupancy by dollar. So basically the co-working space are losing money right now. And our software helps them understand that. We put the data in their faces and, and we say, here you, you're not making money. You need either to take this guy out of the space or you should raise up the, the, the monthly fee. And after the CEOs look at our software and they put their data in, they understand their place is like 90% occupied, but they losing money. So it's opened their eyes, let's say that way. And they act in. And after they act, they start seeing much more revenues coming in. Yeah, and you know that's one of the things where analytics plays a big role in uh, profitability. Uh, back in my telecom days when I used to work for Avaya and we would be selling contact center solutions, we had a slogan, you have to measure it to manage it. And that's really what it's all about. You know what? Maybe I'll use it. You have <laughs> to measure it to manage it. I liked it. So, Maor, how did you get started with this business? So back then when I studied, I, I wanted to, like I was in the military, as, I, as you said in the, in the beginning. And then I, I worked for three years in Berlin, in the Israeli uh, community and the Israeli uh, embassy in Berlin. And I came back to Israel. I wanted to start, I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to start. So I started to study law and also marketing and management. And one day I, 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 like, I had the very big passion to start doing something else, to do like something more with my time and my life. And, and I started to, to, to think about opening a business. And I didn't have anything like in the, in the university to, to help me with it. So I decided to establish a program for students who wants to be entrepreneurs and I connected a lot of people together in order to create a, a program for those students. And I was the one who led this program and created it. And I raised a lot of money from uh, the president of the university. And I gathered all the people in the, in the university until we got 10 people. Those 10 people, I took them to 
to learn from the best people in uh, NYU uh, in the center of, of entrepreneurship in uh, MIT, uh, Boston University, Princeton, Stony Brook, uh, etc. Many, many, many locations. American University, the Israeli Embassy in Washington, the Economy Department, and and it was amazing because the students have understood that is like nothing is is impossible. Everything that they want, they can do. Those ten students, every one of them are today are like big entrepreneurs in Israel, and they know that there is no limit for that what they can do. And that's really the difference between those that make it and those that don't. It's that attitude that it's not impossible. I can do it. I can do it. And once you do it in the past and once you do it in the, in the training uh, uh, part, you can do it in the real world. So I can say that I trained a lot during the university, during the study, during uh, my internship in, in uh, in uh, one of the big, biggest law firm in Israel. And when I finished, when I got the, the certificate for the, like, when I got the bar exam, uh, I decided I want to start. I want to start something from my own. I want to do it. I want to do it big time. And, and I just sat in my room and said, I'm not going out of this room until I have the next thing. And I remember I like Googled every day, wrote everything. Until until like like one month after I got I got the idea and I said, boom! It's the Booking.com of office space, and I was exposed to the co-working space industry that just started, and I said it's an amazing uh, industry. Uh, there is all the things that I love: communities, technology, and real estate. I can gather it together and build something nice. And this is what I do. That's why I'm like happy every day because I do, I get to do what I, what I love and I, and I do it all over the world and, and I, I get to travel. I get to be in Israel, New York, London and Moscow and many other countries. And I wish every one of us that just write down the things you love to do and and you will meet those uh, words afterwards. You just need to write it down. You just need to take it out of your brain. Take a moment for yourself. Write down what you like to do. And, uh, and you will meet it. Uh, I met it. And I enjoy every, every second. And I'm, I'm uh, grateful for what I have. And I'm, I love to keep pushing push it and uh, work hard. Uh, so it will be better for everyone. Well, I was really inspired by that, the, the focus and the dedication. I mean, it took you a month. How many people would give up after, I don't know, like an hour? So, uh, you know, I just learned a lot from you, and I was really inspired by that. Thank you. The, the beginning, it's not easy. I'm not saying just stop. You need to be calculated. You need to think. You need to put some money aside. Uh, we, we worked very hard one and a half years before we, we start to take a uh, uh, money out, uh, so we you need to invest a lot in order to build something. It's not a it's not an easy process. You need to have skills under your belt. You need to have some money, and you need to have a lot of energy and time. Don't start without it. 
but don't be afraid to stop. Great. So, Maur, I understand that PickSpace is currently doing fundraising. How can people get involved with that? So, actually, it's, uh, we started one week ago. Uh, one week ago with a company called PeopleBiz in Israel. Uh, they got the permission from the, from the bourse in Israel in order to sell uh, shares in a, in a Israeli private company. It's a, it's a big, it's like IPO, but only for a private company. We're not going to be in the bourse after it, but any one in Israel can buy uh, shares in our company. Uh, we opened it only last week, uh, seven days ago, and today we have already 107 uh, new investors in the last uh, week. Uh, everyone can start uh, up to start from uh, $150. They can buy shares, uh, and it's an amazing uh, journey. Uh, so far, we got 107 people with us, and we... We're supposed to continue to grow and uh, to start. We, we like our plan is to take this uh, funds and start bringing more companies, more more employees, and start working on the IoT and sensor. Great, and I will share the link in the show notes so people can uh, can just get right to it. In the link, you can see everything about the company, big space deck, the financial report, uh, the company team about us everything like everything you ever dreamed that you want to know about a company you have there also the valuation and everything so uh, it's an amazing platform it's called people biz uh, from people and business but they spell it wrong wrong uh, very wrong p-i-p-l-b-i-z uh, so it's people biz and it's pick space on PeopleBiz. I would have never guessed that spelling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know why. And I hope that one day they will buy the, the right people. <laughs> Fantastic. Maor, do you have any parting words of wisdom that you'd like to share with the audience? I was like, a lot of like the days, People come to me and say, I, I'm inspired of you. You like you pushing hard, you work hard, and you get the results. But I want to say that this week I actually was inspired by our new investors. They gave us a lot of like uh, confidence. Uh, usually you work uh, many hours a day to do whatever you believe that you should do. And, and you don't get a lot of feedback. And this campaign, this people, this campaign gave us the, the possibility to understand that we, it's not only us thinking it's right. It's like a lot of people in Israel, we broke all the record of people this, uh, in the last two years. And, and we got many people that believe and that shares the same beliefs as ours. And it gave us a lot of, uh, a lot of confidence, a lot of, uh, a lot of power to continue working hard and bring our investors the, the results they want. That's wonderful. Maur, thank you so much for sharing your time and your wisdom. I really enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you very much, Avum. It was my pleasure. Hope to see you soon.